Brother Hagen has said that the Lord had told him to get back to teaching the ABCs of faith. That means the basic fundamental principles of faith. And he said, uh, he said the Lord spoke to him further that uh, there are many faith teachers, he said, were teaching faith at the level where they were at now. And they didn't start off at that level, but they had developed over several years. And, and he said that uh, he was to go back and teach the very simple basics of faith. So that's what we'll be emphasizing this morning. And uh, I want you to really stir yourself up, not to, as we look at some things and think about some things, not to say, well, I already know that, I've, I've been knowing that, I've been knowing that a long time. Because, you know, if something is real to you, it's never old to you. If it's old to you, if you hear it and you think, oh, I've been knowing that for 20 years, oh, I know that for 10 years, oh, yeah, I already know that. No, that's a sign that you've let it slip. That it's just mental assent, mental knowledge to you anymore, and it's not really living faith inside you. If it's real, it's never old. Amen. Everybody said out loud, why don't you? I love faith. I love the Word. I love the basics. Hallelujah. Why don't you go with me this morning, if you would, to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, as Pastor said, uh, I've been working in healing school for about 10 years now. Healing school is a... a uh, we have daily services during the week uh, at Kenneth Hagin Ministries for people that have uh, physical problems to come and sit and hear the word and receive and be healed that's been going on since 79 and uh, so we, we work on a daily basis with people who need to be healed, need to be delivered and of course the, the major key to getting healed and getting set free is faith that is the determining factor, you know again and again when people got healed in Jesus ministry he looked at them and said your faith has made you whole According to your faith, be it unto you. As you have believed, so be it unto you. Jesus put the emphasis on their faith. And so your faith will make you whole. Your faith will get your prayer answered. Your faith will, will get direction from God. Your faith will cause you to prosper. The Bible said this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. But you know... Even among word and faith so-called circles, even among Pentecostal circles, there is so much confusion about what faith actually is. Many people, you know, uh, I, we have people in healing school so many times that uh, uh, they've, they have got a lot of tapes and books on faith. They have been in seminars on faith. They have been in what we'd call word and faith churches. But when we begin to deal with them, to try to find out how to help them, again and again we find out their, their big problem is they're not in faith. And a lot of times even people that have been around the so-called faith message, they really don't know what faith is. They're making a good confession, uh, you know, from an, exter an external appearance, but they're not in faith. If you'll get in faith and stay in faith, you'll get your answer. You'll get your results. 
But many times folk have not understood exactly what faith is. So we're, we're going to go back to the very basics and define some terms. And then we're going to look at how some things operate in, the very, in faith in its very simplest form that I can express it. And how many believe in God like we prayed? You believe in God with me this morning? Amen. For expression and for utterance. In Hebrews the 11th chapter, most of you are familiar with this, but let's read it. This first verse of the 11th chapter. He gives us the definition of faith. He tells us what faith is. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How many can quote that? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Do you understand just because you can quote that, that doesn't mean you have the foggiest idea of what it means. Do you know that? Now I'm not saying you don't know what it means, I'm just saying just because you could quote it, that doesn't mean you know what it means, it doesn't mean it's working in your life. But uh, let's examine it. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I want to take three words out of this verse. Faith, substance, and hope. And I want us to define them, and I want us to talk about how they work with each other. Now, it'll be important for you to listen carefully to what we're teaching to you this morning. Because I'm going to say some things that you may, uh, uh, that, that at first it might sound like I'm saying something different maybe than from what somebody else has said about faith. But I'm just talking about another side of it. How many understand you can talk about different sides of something? And uh, almost sound contradictory, but it's not. It just depends on what side you're looking at. First of all, the Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The word faith, we're going to define these terms. And of course, I, I am not a, a Greek scholar, but uh, we, most of us consider Strong's and Vines and some of these sources to be authorities. And so you can look up any of these things in, in these sources and, and verify them. But first of all, what is faith? We, we've got this definition here, but if we could just, if we could look up the words, what does the, the Greek dictionary say that faith is? Basically, uh, the, the definition of faith from the Greek word is a persuasion, or being convinced of something, or being persuaded of something. If you have faith, then you're persuaded of something. You're convinced of something. A lot of times, uh, people, I've had people ask me this question before, Brother, Brother Keith, what's the difference between believing and faith? There is no difference between believing and faith. I've heard some people try to distinguish a difference between them, but I can see no difference. I can see it not from the scriptures, not from any definitions. Believing simply means having faith. If I'm believing, I have faith. Amen. Believing is a verb. You understand? And so there is no difference between believing and having faith. If you believe something, you're persuaded of it. If you have faith in something, you're persuaded about that particular thing. But for instance, if you had faith in me as a person, 
then you're persuaded and convinced of some things about me. You believe I'm trustworthy or you believe I'm faithful or whatever. And if we have faith in God, the same thing is true. If I, if I am believing something about God, if I have faith in God, I'm persuaded of something about God. Listen to some of these scriptures. You don't have to turn to these, but, but listen to some of these scriptures that will help, uh, help you to understand what faith is. Hebrews 11.13, in this very same chapter, talked about individuals who died in faith, not having received the promises. Now, the promise he's talking about, of course, is the fulfillment of the new covenant and some of those things. But he says, they were persuaded of them and they embraced them. And they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Now, did you hear those words? They were persuaded of something and they embraced or accepted something. That means you're believing if you're persuaded of something. Of course, we all know the great uh, faith example of Abraham. You know, the Bible said in the fourth chapter of Romans, talking about him, that he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. What does it say? He was fully persuaded. Anybody remember that? Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform. Well, now, what was, what was Abraham persuaded of? He was persuaded that God could and would do what he told him he would do. So if you, if you have faith, you're persuaded of something. You're convinced of something. Do you have that word now? Faith, persuaded, convinced. Now, the next word is substance. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. This word is a word, I believe, that has been misunderstood. I think sometimes when we think of the word substance, we think of materiality. You know, like for instance, uh, you know, this carpet is made of a substance. It's made of fabrics. It's made of threads. The substance of the carpet. But you know, really that's not what this word here means in the Greek. This word substance only appears about four or five times in the New Testament. And what the word literally means is that which sits under. That which sits under which basically has the meaning of foundation. Now, I know some of this is technical, but, but I believe if we can lay a good foundation here this morning, then, then not only myself, but the other uh, faith teachers, well, you know, we'd be able to go on and say some different things. And if you already know all this, well, just great, smile. If it's real and working in your life, then you're excited about it. You're glad to hear it again. Amen. Amen. But be careful that you don't think you know it and sit here and miss it. Because like I said, I don't know how many people I've talked to in healing school, people that have got everybody and their brothers, tapes and books on faith, and their big problem is they don't know what faith is. And they're not in faith. Can you hear me? You know, a lot of times people talk about, well, you know, brother God, brother, you know, I've, I've been believing God. I've been in faith for X amount of long years, and this just seems not to be working. No, a lot of times the case is people are not in faith. They haven't been in faith. But if you get in faith, it works. 
So, very simply speaking, faith is being persuaded. Being convinced of something. If I'm believing something, I'm convinced of it. I'm persuaded of it. If I have faith in something, I'm persuaded about that thing. The word substance, though, literally means that which sits under. And about three or four times in the New Testament, which it's only, it only appears about five times in the New Testament, about three or four of those times, that word is translated confidence. 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 Now faith is the substance. Our faith is the foundation. Our faith is the confidence of what? Things hoped for. Let me read some other translations of this to you. I believe it will help you. And think about this. I particularly like the Weymouth's translation of Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says it like this. Now faith is a confident assurance of that for which we hope. Faith is a confident assurance of that for which we hope. The Moffat's translation says, Now faith means that we are confident of what we hope for. Berkeley says this, and this is, this is a great one. It says, Faith forms a solid ground for what is hoped for. Can you see that solid ground has the connotation of foundation? You've got to have a foundation to stand on. Is that right? Let, let, me, let me go into a little bit more detail about that. You know, I've had, uh, I've had people tell me before, you know, I'm believing for this or I'm believing for that. And I've asked them, I said, well, what are you standing on? Well, what are you basing your faith on? I said, that's exactly what this is talking about, right? Faith is the... Yeah, but what does substance mean? Faith is the foundation that you stand on. Amen. Or it's the confidence for what? Faith is, yeah, faith is the foundation or the confidence of what we hope for, the things that are hoped. Now... I've had people say, well, I'm just believing that this is going to happen. I said, yeah, but what are you basing your faith on? Well, I just want it. Well, that's not enough. Well, I need it. Well, you know, that's really not enough. Just because you need something, that doesn't mean that you're able to believe for it. Just because you want something, that doesn't mean you're able to uh, believe for it. If you're having faith in God then you're persuaded of something He told you. Is that right? So you've got to go back specifically, what did He tell me He would do? Let me give you this example. What if, what if you had some small children, let's say, uh, and, and you went by and picked them up from school or from wh wherever it is that you had, you know, daycare or kindergarten or whatever, and uh, you were busy, and I was your friend, you see, and you wanted me to go by and pick them up, but let's say that you, you, somebody asked you about your kids and you say, well, Brother Keith is going to come by and pick them up. I, I believe he is. And they say, well, did he tell you that he'd go by and pick up your kids today? No, I'm just believing that he will. I'm just believing that he will. Well, could, uh, 
Would that work? Do you have Do you have any reason to expect me to come out and get those kids? Why? You don't have anything to stand on, right? Because I didn't tell you I would do that. Did you hear me? Sometimes people are talking about believing, man, they just pull stuff out of the air and say, I'm going to believe for this. When you say, I'm believing, you generally mean, I'm believing God to do this. Well, the only way you can do that is if what? If He told you. Is that right? That He'd do that. Now, I'm going, I'm going to give you this example, and, and, uh, and I want you to think with it. Don't, don't, don't lose me on this. Let's say I came in today. Now, this, now this is purely suppositional. All right? I'm not, I am not saying this. I'm saying, what if I said this? Everybody with me? What if I came in today, and I pulled out a big roll of bills out of my pocket? And I said, you know, praise God, I am blessed. The Lord has increased me. And I got a big roll of $100 bills here. And I just feel impressed to give 100 people in this, in this audience a $100 bill each. Now, like I said, I, I'm not saying that. I said, what if I was saying, do you see a roll of $100 bills here? <laughs> so this is just suppositional. What if I said, you know, I've, I've got the means right here and I feel impressed to give 100 people in this auditorium a $100 bill each. I didn't say who. I didn't say from any section. I just said 100 people. Now here's my question. Could you have faith that you'd be one of the ones to get the $100 bill? <laughs> Huh? What do you think? Could you have faith that you'd be one of the ones to get the $100 bill? You know, I get the same response. No matter where you, you some people go, nah. Other people go, uh-huh. And other folk go, I don't know. Let's say that you said, yeah, yeah, I need $100. I'm believing for $100, and that's my $100. And you came up to me and you said, Brother Keith, I'll take my $100 now. And what if I looked at you and said, who told you I was going to give you $100? What would you say? I didn't. Are you with me? Do you, do you understand there's more than 100 people in here? Then how do you know that you're one of the 100? Now, don't, don't tell me word of knowledge and, and that kind of stuff. I'm talking about faith in me. Faith in me is based on what I told you. Are you with me? Listen to me carefully. There's no way any person in this room could have faith for one of those $100 bills. No one in this room could have it. And now everybody could wish that they were one of the ones, but nobody could believe that they are. Now if you're confused about that, don't turn that loose till you get that. Somebody say, well, no, no, Brother Keith, I disagree with you. I could believe for it. No, you couldn't. 
And if you don't get that straightened out, you're going to have trouble in your faith walk. I'm going to say, well, I need $100 and I'm living for $100. And that means, yeah, but you can't designate how God gives it to you. If I said, yeah, I'm giving $100, and I did give $100 bills to 100 people, $100 bill to 100 people, and you, didn't, you weren't one of the ones, that wouldn't mean that affected your faith. You'd still believe in for your money. Somebody might walk up in the, in the lobby and give, you, give it to you on the way out. You don't tell God who to use and how to do it. All right? Well, what if I came in today and I brought a briefcase in? And I said, oh, I'm telling you, the Lord has really blessed me. <laughs> you know, I just feel impressed to give whosoever wants one in this building a $100 bill. And I got them right here. Could you have faith to get one now? Yes. Yeah, you could. If you came up and said, I'll take mine now, Brother Keith. And I said, well, who told you I was going to give you a $100 bill? What would you say? Yeah, but I didn't call your name. Yeah, but you said whosoever in the building, and I'm in the building. And so, if uh, your word is good, I got a bill. Is that right? Now listen, you can also see from that why it is impossible when teachers and preachers and theologians teach that it's God's will to heal some and some it's not. There's no way the hearer can have faith to receive. Because they don't know who's its will from the healed and who not, who is not. People have to be taught and, and preached to that it's God's will to heal all, whosoever will. Before you can have faith, you've got to be persuaded that it is His will for me to receive that. Like Brother Bosworth said in his book, Christ the Healer, faith begins where the will of God is known. Before you can have faith in God, you've got to be persuaded in your heart, convinced of something He told you. It's got to be real to you. So faith is that solid ground, that foundation that you stand on. Now listen to it again. Faith, and in, this, in the Weymouth translation, faith is a confident assurance of that for which we hope. Now, I want to go further with you, and let's talk about this word hope. And don't snooze on me because you, you, you'll miss something here. The word hope comes from basically two different Greek words in the New Testament. Pretty much these two Greek words are the same ones found throughout the New Testament translated hope. And literally, the word hope means to expect. To expect. An expectation, usually with pleasure. In other words, you're not expecting something bad, you're expecting something good. Expectation. Now, I, I know from experience that there's a, there's a confusion about what hope is. And among charismatic circles and word and faith circles, hope really pretty much has a bad reputation. How many know what I'm talking about? How many know that a lot of charismatics, they get excited about faith? But when you talk about hope, they're not interested. Because hope, you know, hope don't work. Hope won't get your prayers answered. Hope this, hope that. Tell me what hope, what hope literally means. 
Expectation. Expectation. It'll help you tremendously that everywhere in the New Testament where you see the word hope, if you just think expect, put the word expect or expectation in there and it'll open a lot of things up to you. Uh, I want you to go with me over to Romans, the 8th chapter. Romans chapter 8. Now on our way over here, tell me again, what does it mean to have faith? It means you're persuaded. You're persuaded of something. Is that right? What does substance mean in that verse? Foundation or confidence, that which you stand on. And what does hope mean? Expectation. Now, now don't, don't let those things get away from you because those are things that are key to understanding what we're going to get to in just a few moments. And like I said, all you, you don't have to go any further than your Strong's Concordance, your Vines Dictionaries to verify what I've told you. Don't just take my word for it. Look it up. Study it. In Romans, the 8th chapter, look at verse 24. Romans 8, verse 24. It says, for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Now among many that have been taught faith... If you say anything about hope, or if you say anything about patience, or if you say anything about waiting for anything, they, they turn you off. Because they say, oh brother, that's not faith. Hope is not faith. And waiting is not faith. And you know, patience, no, no, it's now. Now faith is. And that's true, but... Many people don't respect hope. They don't know what it is. Tell me what hope is. Expectation. Expectation. Did you see this verse? It says we are saved by what? Hope. Or we are saved by our expectation. Somebody said, I thought we were saved by faith. We are. But if you have faith, you have expectation. Somebody said, didn't you say that wrong, Brother Keith? Didn't you get it backwards? No. If you have faith, that causes you to expect. Listen to me carefully now. We're saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for? We're saved by expectancy. But if you already see it, you're not expecting it. But if you don't see it, you keep expecting it with patience until you do see it. Now, the problem that's come in is that the way we use the word hope in our modern English vernacular is completely different from the way the Bible uses the word hope. Let me give you the classical situation. Somebody comes down in the healing line. The minister wants to touch base with them before they lay hands on them. 
So maybe they look them in the eye, take their hand or something and say, Brother, sister, do you believe that when I lay hands on you, you'll be healed or you'll be set free? And if they look up and say, I sure hope so. Then all the charismatics go, boo, boo. That's not faith. That's just hope. Listen to me. That's not faith. But nor is it Bible hope. It's not hope either. You're not sleeping, are you? It's not when somebody says, I sure hope so. Are they in faith? No. Are they in hope? Bible hope. Because according to what the Greek word hope means, what would that mean they're saying? I sure expect to. Is that what they mean when they say, I hope so? No. Well, what do they mean when they say, I, sh- I hope so? They mean desire. I sure wish I would be. I sure want to be. I sure desire it. What they're calling hope is what the Bible calls desire. No, I hope you're not getting confused on this. Uh, Are you with me? I sure hope so, people say. They don't mean I expect it to happen. What do they mean? I want it to happen. I sure wish it would happen. And yet when, we, when we're trying to say, I wish it would happen, in our modern English vernacular, what do we say? I hope so. And so, you know, concerning faith, we, we, we think along the lines of first you have hope, then you have faith. And if you're talking about hope the way we use it in our English language today, that's true. But if you mean hope the way the Bible talks about it, that is not true. If you're talking about hope the way the Bible talks about it, you have faith first, then you have hope. Faith is being confident of what you expect. You believe something, so you expect something to happen. Are you with me? Let me go over it again. Faith means you're persuaded of something. Substance means the ground you stand on, the foundation you stand on, confidence. Hope means what? Expectancy. Most of the time when people say, I hope so... What do they mean? Desire. They do not mean what the Bible means when it says hope. Now go with me to Mark eleven twenty four. Mark eleven twenty four. Now in uh, in talking about faith. There's always great emphasis on the fact that faith is now. Faith is present tense, and that's true. But I want to submit to you that faith applies to all the tenses. Faith is present tense, but faith is also past tense, and faith 
also is future tense. I'll show it to you right here in Mark, Mark 11, 24. You know it, but let's look at it. Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire, so there's the word desire, whatever you want, whatever you're asking for, when you pray, believe that you receive them. Now what, what does believe and faith mean? Same thing. And what does it mean? That you're persuaded of something. In other words, when you pray, you need to be persuaded that you receive what you prayed about. And you shall have them. I said faith has to do with, with past tense, present tense, and future tense. First of all, the Bible said over in John 3, I believe it is, it says a man can receive nothing unless it's given to him from, from above or from heaven. So he's talking about receiving, but you understand you can't believe you receive unless you believe something has been provided for you to receive. Let's say we're going to believe healing, that we receive healing. Well, the only way you can believe that you received healing, that you can receive healing, is you've got to believe that God laid our sicknesses and diseases on the Lord. He, may, he, he bought our, our healing in the redemptive work of Christ. You are persuaded of that. Is that right? What tense is that? Past tense. Based on your faith that is past tense, you believe you can receive out of what's been provided present tense. Is that right? And because you believe you received, faith is the confident assurance of what is hoped for or what is expected because I believe I've received healing from what has been provided that causes me to expect my body to change. That's future tense. You shall have them. Let me give you an illustration. I know right after I first uh, uh, graduated school, Rama, I, I would go to different churches sometimes and hold meetings and teach on faith. And I would have people come to me and say different things to me that, and then the, the resulting situation confused me. For instance, I go to one church and a fellow would come by and he'd say, Brother Keith, Based on the finished work of redemption, I believe that I have received my healing. It's mine. I have it now. Praise God. And I thought, hey, praise God. That's letter perfect. Confession. And then I'd go to another church. Particularly, I'm thinking one church. It wasn't a charismatic church. It was more of a mainline denominational church where they hadn't had a lot of teaching. And a guy met me at the door. And he, and he told me on my way out, he said, he said, you watch. He said, these symptoms in my body, uh, or, or this problem that I had, he said, it will change. And I will be healed. Well, see, I left there, that place thinking, he's not in faith. Because, see, that's future tense. It will happen. It will. But the problem was that about a year later, I went by this other church, the fellow that had the letter of perfect confession, he's still sick. And the guy that told me it would change, he's healed. And he told me when I got to the church, he said, I told you it'd go. He 
He's still talking future tense. Are, are you with me? And so, now I don't mean that just happened one time. I mean, I saw that kind of thing happen several times. And I'm kind of scratching my head thinking, well, now, Lord, this guy's talking future tense. And faith is now. The other guy's got a great confession and he's, you know, it doesn't seem to be working for him. But what did, the, what did the Scripture say here in Mark 11, 24? What things serve you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. What tense is that? Present tense. That's now. If you're praying now, then you believe you receive it now. The word receive means take. You believe you take it now. By faith. Well, of course, you've got to have faith in something past tense to believe something's been provided so you can take it. But then once you believe that you've taken it, what did he say is going to happen? You shall have them. What tense is that? Future tense. What did that fellow tell me? It will go away. It will happen. But now you see the thing is, he believed he had received something in his heart already. And because he believed he'd received something, he's expecting something to change. Are you with me? I know this is basic, but friend, this is where folk miss it. This is, this is where people miss it. Stay with me and think about these things. You know, for, for just take finances. For somebody to really, if, if they know what they're saying, if they say, the money will come in. That is a faith statement. Did you hear me? If they believe they've prayed, they've claimed what they need, and they believe they've received it in here. That's present tense. But because they believe they've received it, it puts them in a state of expectancy. When the Bible says believe you receive them, he didn't say, he's not talking about if you believe you receive your healing. That doesn't mean you believe you feel healed. If you're talking about money and you believe you receive your needs met, it doesn't mean you believe you have the money in your pocketbook. You can open it up and it's not there. You can look in your hand and it's not there. You receive it inside. You believe you receive it by faith. There's two dimensions we're dealing with here. And there's two tenses. Both of them are right. Charismatics have, have, have caused problems for themselves. By talking wrong. You know? Somebody's passed you on their bills. Creditor calls. And they say, I have no bills in Jesus' name. <laughs> Somebody says, do you have the money to, 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 to pay me? And they say, yeah, I have it. They say, well, pay me. Well, I can't. Well, do you have it or do you not? Yeah, I have it. Well, pay me. I can't. <laughs> People are afraid to talk about what is in this realm. They're confused. Did you hear me? They're confused. 
You people go to the doctor, and, and a lot of physicians and doctors uh, have negative feelings toward faith and, and, and healing preachers and teachers because of experiences they've had. They're, one of their patients come in, and uh, they're examining them, and, and they, they poke on the place, you know, and the, and the, and the guy cringes, and, and tears come down his cheek, and the doctor says, does that hurt? And he goes, no, in Jesus' name, I have no pain. Well, um, what's wrong? Why are you here? I refuse to make a bad confession. These are people in babyhood stages of Christianity and faith. They don't understand faith. They're struggling. They're confused. Are you with me? If, if somebody poked me and they said, does that hurt? I could say, yeah, that hurts. Don't do it again. <laughs> Without that affecting my faith. I didn't tell you what I believe. I told you what I feel. Did you hear me? What do you believe? I believe by stripes I'm healed. Amen. Why do you feel? I don't feel so good. But I'm expecting the symptoms to change. When? Soon. Now listen to me carefully. If you're waiting to see if it's going to change or not, you're not in faith. Because if you believed you've received, it's not a matter of if it's going to happen or not. It's got to change. And just because you believe you've got it inside, that doesn't mean that you're supposed to try to pretend that you have it out here. Let's say I believe I received money to pay my bills. And somebody asks me, well, you know, do you have the money to pay it? Well, what do they mean? They mean, do you have it on you? Can you write a check for it? Do you have it in your pocket? Right? Do you have it in your pocket? I could say to them, no, I don't have it right now. But I'll have it soon. And that is faith. Why? Because I've already prayed about it. I've already by faith claimed it. And I believe I've got it in here. But I know I don't have it out here yet. But because I believe I've got it in here, it causes me to expect to get it here soon. If you are in faith, you're expecting I said, if you're in faith, you're expecting. You believe God's already heard your prayer and granted your request. You believe it's yours by faith. By in your heart, you believe you've got it now. But you don't have it out here now. But because you believe you've got it in here, it puts you in a state of expectancy to see it and feel it out here. Are you with me? So you may have desire before you have faith. But you don't have expectancy until after you have faith. Faith, caught, faith is the ground upon which you're able to expect. Faith is the persuasion, the confidence of what you expect. Now I want to give you, I want to give you a few examples of this. Two realms, two dimensions, two tenses. When a farmer plants a crop... He plants the seed in the ground. 
He covers it up. And because he's planted the seed, now he expects the crop. He didn't have the crop that he can pick yet, but he's already planted the seed, so he knows the crop's coming. Just take a, take a, a woman that's conceived a child. Well, does she have a child? Yeah, in the developmental stages. Well, can, can you feed the child? Can you diaper the child? Can you play with the child? No. And this, this pregnant mother is said to be what? Expecting. Is that right? She's expecting. Expecting what? Is she, is, she, is she undecided about whether she has a baby or not? No, she has a baby. What's she expecting then? She's expecting this baby that she already has on the inside to make its entrance and debut on the outside. Is that right? If you believe you've received something, you believe you've got it in here. By faith you believe you got it now. You believe God's heard your prayer, granted your request, it's yours. But that don't mean you've got to believe you've got it out here. You can look in your hand and say it's not here yet. You got it in here, but you're expecting it. Expecting. If you don't get anything else, get that word in you and get it in you strong today. Expecting. Are you expecting anything in your life? If you're in faith, then you're expecting. Because faith is the substance or the confidence of things expected. Is that right? Expected. Everybody say, I'm expecting. If you're, if you're in faith about your healing, then what are you expecting? You're expecting your body to change. Is that right? You're expecting it. Vibrant expectancy. The stronger your faith is, the greater your expectation is. Faith can be so strong that expectancy is so great that you just tingle with anticipation. You're just, you're just thinking, glory to God, just any moment now, just any moment now, you're going to see something, you're going to feel something. That is faith. Did you know there's some folk that go around and they make a pretty good sounding confession, but they're not really expecting anything? Are they in faith? No. 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 Let me give you another example. Uh, today's my birthday. And uh, I, got a, I got a nice birthday present. I got, I wanted, I've been wanting one of these little uh, notebook computers. You know? And uh, I got a nice one. Got all my Bible program in it and all that stuff, you know? It's great. And, uh, but the thing is, I got it from a place out of state. And everything worked fine. I'm, I had no problem with it. But I just want to give you this example. See, I picked up the phone and I called them. And I said, I want one of these things. And they said, uh, uh, they said, well, we can, we can ship it out to you right away. They said, just give us a credit card number and we'll do it. And so I gave them the credit card number and then they told me when they were going to ship it. And I hung up the phone and I went and told several people I had one. 
How many understand? It's mine. They told me they had it. They charged me for it. They shipped it. It's mine. But if somebody come out and say, well, let me see it. I said, well, you can't see it right now. It's not here. Well, I thought you said you had one. I do. And because, because I believed I had one, now, how, why do I believe I had one? I am persuaded that these people are going to do what they told me. I'm having faith in these people. Is that right? You know, dear Lord, if we can have faith in people we've never met, faith in people we don't even know if they're saved or not, Dear Lord, we ought to be able to have faith in the Word of God. And the, is that right? And so when it got down to the, the day or two when it should have been there, I told my wife, I called her, I said, now don't get too far from the house because the, the UPS truck's going to come by. What am I doing? I'm expecting. Is that right? I, I, I got out there and I, I was up in my office and my office has got a window, uh, I mean at home, and in, in, in my home is the window where I can see the road and I'm watching for this truck to go by. Every time a big brown truck would go by, or anything that was brown, or any truck, you know, I'd look over at the window and, 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 and I'd check to see. Why? Because I'm what? I'm expecting. I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something. And lo and behold, my faith in them was not in vain. The man pulled up and gave me the box. He delivered it. But I had that thing. It was mine days before. <laughs> Is that right? You believe you receive. You believe you've got it. Amen. Pick up the prayer phone. And say, Father, you know that I need this, but you said for me to ask and believe I'll receive it. And I know that you have in your storeroom all the blessings I need. Jesus bought them. He put them in there. They're all there. And I know I don't have to pay for it because he's already paid for it. So put it on his card. <laughs> just, just, you know, you know his number. Put it on his card. And Lord, I, I want you to send that to me. Now, what things ever you desire, when you pray, what? When you hang up the phone, what do you believe? It's on its way. Is that right? It's on its way. It puts you in a state of hoping. Biblically. Hoping, which means expecting. And now what do you do? It's very simple. You just simply keep expecting until it shows up. If it's a day, if it's a week, if it's a month, you just keep expecting until you see it, until you feel it, until it happens. Hallelujah! Just keep expecting. Just keep expecting. <laughs> now see where the fight comes the Bible says fight the good fight of faith where the fight comes in is that the enemy will come to discourage you to deter you to dissuade you to cause you to quit expecting that's called casting away your confidence the devil will come and sit on your shoulder and say there's no reason for you to keep expecting this. 
Look how long it's been. Has anything happened? No. And it's gotten worse, hasn't it? And besides that, there's no reason for you to expect that to happen for you. You don't have as much faith as brother so-and-so. You don't know the word as well as this one or that one. And you know how you've messed up. What is he trying to do? What is he working on? He wants to get you to stop expecting. And why are you expecting? Because you believe you've received. You're persuaded. God's heard your prayer. He's granted your request. But you've got to be, you've got to have, this next word we want to talk about, you've got to have patience. Patience. Remember what we read over there in Romans the 8th chapter? He says, if we see it, then we're not expecting it or hoping for it. But what we don't see, then we with patience wait for it. You remember the phrase that talks about, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength? I think a lot of faith people have ignored those scriptures. Because it has weight and it talks about future tense. But if you look up the phrase, wait on the Lord, it's all through the Word of God. The psalmist said, he said this, he said, he said I, I'm waiting upon you, Lord, and I wait for you, Lord, more than they that watch for the morning. You see, the guards would sit outside on their last lady's shift and they would watch. Of course, they didn't have watches and stuff back then. They had sundials, but they didn't work at night. And uh, they, they would sit and they would watch for the dawn. They're waiting. Are they waiting to see if the sun is going to come up? No. They, they, they're convinced it's coming up. They're persuaded it's coming up. They have faith it's coming up. But it's not up yet, so they are what? Expecting it, and they're looking for it. They're looking for it. And David said, Lord, I'm looking to you. I'm looking for you to move. I'm expecting you more than they that's watching for the sun to come up. I'm just as sure you're going to move as they are the sun's going to come up. And I'm going to keep looking for you to move. I'm going to keep expecting until I see it, until I feel it. Nothing's going to deter me. Nothing's going to cause me to quit. How many times people have started out pretty good? They were expecting. But they got discouraged and finally just, just quit expecting and lost their faith and got out of faith. Go with me, if you would, to 1 Kings real quickly. I'm not going to keep you much longer. But notice with me in 1 Kings. Let's see. I don't know exactly. Yeah, yeah, the 18th chapter. That's where I want you to go. 1 Kings 18. Tell me what the Bible word hope means. Expectancy. If you're in faith, you are expecting. Is that right? Are you expecting God to do anything for you? Have you prayed about anything? Have you asked Him for anything, you see? Then you are expecting. And I'm telling you, friend, if you'll just keep expecting, God will send angels to do things for you. God will move on people to give to you. God will work in your body and heal you. God will work the open doors for you. He'll do if you all you got to do is keep expecting. Don't let anything cause you to quit. You believe God's heard your prayer. You believe He's granted your request. You believe you've received. By faith, you believe you've got it now. But that puts you in a state of expecting to see and feel and experience it when. Usually you don't know exactly when. So I just always say, soon. Soon. 
Yeah, you do understand that most of the time in faith, you don't know how, you don't know who, you don't know where, you don't know the hour and the moment. And you've got to be real careful about setting times and designating sources. That's where a lot of folk miss it. Because God didn't tell them to do it. When are you supposed to believe that you've received it? Now. And then He said, you shall have them. He didn't tell you exactly how and who and everything. You just expect. God knows what He's doing. Amen. And you know, it'll always work out so that God gets the glory. It'll never work out so that you can stand up and say, Oh yeah, I knew, I knew it happened just that way, just that time. I knew who he'd use. I knew... No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, no, no. Sometimes you might get a glimpse of something, but God's going to get the glory. How many God's ever moved for you and responded to your faith and did something for you, and again and again when it happens, you, go, you, look, at, you look up to the Lord and you go, Wow. I never thought about it happening like that. I never thought you'd use them. I never... Well, he gets the glory. I said, he gets the glory. Your job is believe you've received and expect. And keep doing it no matter what. Just keep doing it until. Have you found 1 Kings 18? This is the story of how Elijah had this showdown with the, you know, what, 450 prophets of Baal on the mountain. And he had a great victory, you know. And as soon as that was over with, verse 41 of chapter 18, 1 Kings 18, 41, Elijah said to Ahab, Get you up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Now, was there any rain? Could you hear any thunder or lightning or cloud in the sky? No, no. It had been drought for years. And so Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he cast himself down upon the earth and he put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. What's he want him to go look for? Some indication of rain. Why would you go look for rain? It hadn't been rain for years. He's expecting rain. Is that right? Why would you be expecting rain? Because you're persuaded of something. You're in faith. Is that right? So he said, go look toward the sea. And he, the servant, went up and he looked and he came back. He said, there's nothing. So Elijah said, hmm, man, I thought there would be. I, I don't know, must have, must have missed it. I guess we just better go tell Ahab there ain't going to be no rain today. What did he say? Go again. <laughs> How many times? Seven times. That doesn't give us all the details of exactly how this, this worked, but I, I, you know, when I read that, I think something like this. That the man, he said, he said you go, go up to the, where you can see the sea out there, the ocean, and, uh, and tell me what you see. Of course, he's, he's, he's expecting to see clouds, indication of rain. He came back. He said, there's nothing out there. He said, well, you go look again. Well, I'm telling you, there's nothing out there. Well, you go look again. Well, he turned around, went back. He came back. He said, there's nothing. He said, fine, go look again. <laughs> Looking for, expecting. He went, he came back. He said, there's nothing. I told you all ago, there's nothing. He said, will you just go look again? 
Alright, he went back, he looked, he came back, he said, nothing, nothing, nothing. He said, go look again. <laughs> he came back, he said, same thing, nothing. He said, go look again. Nothing, look again, nothing, look again. Seven times. The last time he came back, he said, hey, there's a cloud. It's a little bitty thing. It's like a man's hands, you know. And, and, and the prophet said, you better go tell Ahab that he don't want to get rained out. He better leave now. Little bitty cloud. And the Bible said, while they were telling him that, the cloud was black. With, I mean, the sky was black with clouds. And there came a, you know, tremendous rain, a downpour. Did you hear that? Go look again. Look again. Look again. Brother Hagin said there was a person got healed in his ministry. And they, they knew God did something for him in the healing line during the service. And they went uh, back to the, uh, the doctor for, for a checkup and some things. And, and uh, the doctor, they, they told him, we want you to take an x-ray. And the doctor said, there's no need to take an x-ray. We already know what your condition is. They said, well, I want you to take one, though. And they said, well... No need. They said, well, we're paying for it. Want you to take it. So they took one. And they said, sorry, no change. They said, take another one. Why do they want to take another one? They're persuaded of something which is causing them to expect something. So they're looking for some changes. They took another one. They came back and said, no difference. They said, take another one. I forget how many they took. Several. Finally, they said the doctors came in and said, uh, if it's all right with you, we'd like to take another one. Uh, we'll, we'll take care of the expense on this one. <laughs> and so they did. And they, come to, they said, we don't know what happened, but it's not there anymore. <laughs> now, I'm not telling you to do that. That's what that person was led to do. All right? I'm not telling you to do that. But I want you to notice the principle. What were they doing? They were expecting. They were looking for that change. If you're in faith for your healing, when you open your eyes in the morning, you're expecting a change in your body. If you don't see it or feel it, it doesn't move you one iota. You keep expecting all day long. If you go to the, your physician and he gives you the worst report you ever had, you still walk out of there and you expect that body to change. If you're in faith about your finances, you're expecting that money to come in. You don't care how, you don't care who. It'll come in the mailbox. Or somebody will walk up and hand it to you. Or somebody will give you the item. Or you'll get an opportunity. Or a raise. That's God's business, how it happens. But you are expecting. Expecting, 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 expecting. Amen. Let me give you this one illustration. Now, and we'll close. Several years ago, when Phyllis and I first got a hold of some of uh, Brother Hagin's tapes and books and things on faith, uh, this has been several years ago, we, uh, we got a hold of a few things and we needed everything. You understand what I mean? I mean, we, we desperately needed some prosperity in our life. We needed a car. We needed clothes. We needed our bills paid. We needed everything. And so we got a hold of this and we thought, well, hey, you know, believe you receive. You shall have. Let's, let's believe we receive some things. So 
we, 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 so we, well, among other things, we need a car. So we, uh, uh, we were looking around and uh, we saw a particular car we really liked, but it was new and it was expensive. And we thought, well, hey, God's a big God. He can take care of that, you know. <laughs> so we'll just believe for this brand new car. You've got to understand, we're just starting off in faith. And so, I said, let's don't just rush into this. Let's take a few days, think about it, and then pray the prayer of agreement. So we waited a few days. And I said, you feel good about it? She said, yeah. I said, me too. And so we, we prayed the prayer of agreement. We believe we receive this brand new, it was a Buick Riviera. We believe we received this brand new Buick Riviera. Now that was big for where we were at. Do you understand what I mean? I mean a used VW. Was kind of where we were at, you know. But here we are, we're, we're believing we receive a brand new Buick Riviera, Buick Riviera loaded. All options, of course. And, I, and, then I, and then we made a mistake. I heard somebody else do that and I just, I just went with them, you know. I said, I believe I receive it by 30 days, within 30 days. God didn't tell me to do that. I just said I'd do that. Just throw that in. Well, the days came, and it came down to that last day. And I mean all day long, we were expecting. I mean expecting. Every time the phone would ring, I'd think, ah, that must be it. That's it. And we'll go to the mailbox and think, oh, maybe something here, you know. I'm expecting. But 11 o'clock that night came. And I, I thought, well, hey, don't give up. Don't give up the ship, you know. Keep expecting. It's still that day. 11.55. You're kind of sweating, but you're thinking, hey, don't give up. Just keep expecting. 12 o'clock. 12.01. 12.05. Twelve fifteen, and our feathers fail. You know what I mean by that? We just thought, huh, didn't work. And we, we would hardly even talk to each other about it. Just Now, none of you ever do anything like that, huh? I mean, we'd, we'd hardly even talk to each other about it. Well, to make a long story short, we eventually we got a little better car. Uh, some, what, a year or so from then or whatever, we, we got a few things. We paid off a few of our debts in the years to come, and... And we were able to come out here and go to school and, and God blessed us and helped us. One day while I was out here in school, I was praying. And, and, and I was talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, I said, as much as I know about faith, which is not much, I thought we were in faith on that. I said, if we weren't in faith, you need to teach me because I, I don't know what faith is. I really need some help here. And the Lord spoke to my heart. I don't mean I heard a voice, but it just inside me began to communicate with my spirit. He said to me, you were in faith. In fact, the both of you were doing well for where you were at at the time. Well, of course, my next question is, well, why didn't it work? And he spoke to me again. He said, you were doing good until 12.05. He said, why... Did you let a little mechanism with springs and hands click a few times and you decide my word's not good anymore? And I got it like a flash. I got it and I thought, oh Lord, oh God. He didn't tell me to set that date. And so I'm kicking myself. Now I'm thinking, dummy, dummy, 
You could, you could have received, and that would have helped get you off to even a better start in your faith walk, and it would have been such a blessing to you and a help to you. I'm kicking myself. And then the Lord spoke to me again. Now, don't miss this. Get this. The Lord spoke to me again. He said, it's not too late. He said, go back and pick it up. I thought, go back and pick it up? I never heard of that. Time's passed. But how many of God never changes? He said, also remember this, that oftentimes when you ask big, be prepared, if need be, to stand long. I didn't say you'd have to stand long. I just said, be prepared to, if you need to. So, what happened is I went and told, I told my wife, I said, the Lord told me for us to go back and pick that up again. She got a hold of it. I, I, so, so we began, just where we were some years before that, we began expecting to get that car. One year passed, two years passed, I don't remember how many. After that point. But we, every time we think about it, we just kept expecting. Until one day, somebody bought us a new Buick Riviera. She still drives it. Bought it, paid the tag, paid the taxes. Made payments. Years. Everybody say years. years. Expected for years. See, do you see why a lot of folk don't get things? Everybody said out loud, I believe God. I'm fully persuaded of His Word, of His faithfulness. And I expect things to happen. I'm expecting healing. I'm expecting provision. I'm expecting revelation. I'm expecting a move of the Spirit in these services, in these meetings, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.